here's another late development, and this news keeps coming in as we're talking here. Another episode of the Nail Book Club. Nail Book Club and Beyond. I don't ever know the name of the show. What is it, Black? Um, Books and Beyond Nail Book Club. He's ham. Black isn't really here. He's just a he's just a figment of your imagination. But we want to know who is real. Rob, we got Rob back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> thing. I cut it myself. Whole time. <laughs> Look good. Look good. I was gonna look like a no video too many times, huh? No, I just put the guards on. I was like, fuck it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I cut my, well, like, I've been fading and shading, shading my cut, but like when I used to cut my hair, I used to cut my hair all the time. Once I, guards are your best friends. You can't mess up if you have guards because the guards tell you how far you can go. Now, the moment you take one of them guards off, you're risking it. You're risking it. The motherfucker gonna fall off on you. <laughs> <laughs> then I'ma just go T.I. Yeah. Hey, man. But uh, Give me a ball fade joint. But we back in it. We're Mind the bitch like you in ATL. We back here for I got part some six in that, of like. the book. Um, a Promised Land. And before we jump in, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, actually, T.F. North is a uh, there's two teachers doing some special things at TF North. They're trying to raise money for scholarship funds. It's called the Endurance 24 Challenge. Uh, Russo and Altenberg are going to be running 24 miles in 24 hours. Uh, and it's an endurance test, and their goal is to raise some money. If you guys are interested in participating in that, uh, I think it's like a $30 sign-up. And you can run wherever you are. There's a GPS tracker thing. But if you're going to be lazy like me and just eat donuts – and still want to donate, there'll be a GoFundMe link in the bottom of this video that you can donate to the cause. Uh, their goal is to raise 500 to give to one student, but I'm uh, in belief that uh, my identifiers, the book club people, and just people from North can do a lot more than that. So uh, be looking out for those links and things you want to support, something you want to do. If TF North's done anything good for you, uh, you know these guys, they're really good guys. So just look out for that. Hey, which one of them passed over the um last week to gym coaches? You said oh, somebody said, yeah. Um, no, this happened a while ago. It was Wartman, like um, last month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coach Wartman, he passed. Uh, no, he didn't pass away. He had surgery. I thought somebody passed. I thought I thought you said R.I.P. to somebody the other day. Oh no, that was my head coach from college. That was my head coach. From oh, okay, college. okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say, damn, I ain't know it was that old. Yeah, that was Coach Mo. Coach Mo went. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I'm sure, like, who the fuck is Mo? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was. I was, he was thinking he was talking about Officer Mo. Oh, yeah. You remember Officer Mo? Big Officer Mo. Officer Mo. But yeah, Coach Mo, he was the one that. Uh, Gave me my first scholarship. You know, he was like, he said, my name Cole Mo, and 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 Cole Mo said you can play football. And I was just like, does this man speak in the third person all the time? That's just his. That was his speech pattern. So, uh, we it was something I adopted from him. Like Coach Mo said, I could play football, so I did. And that 
But yeah, that was uh, how he got me recruited. R.I.P. Como. But uh, we could jump into this book. How y'all doing, Rob? Uh, I know you was been busy knocking stuff out. So you, how's it feel to be a little free? Man, it, it feel good to be on the other side of busy season. Oh, That's all I can say. <laughs> hey, what about it get, you, it get real. Um, besides, you know, buying comfortable beds for the low, low price. Um, Next time you go to a, someone else's party, what you going to bring? Chicken. <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> I'm going to have to eat that shit before I get there. <laughs> Black don't want to share. <laughs> What's up, boy? Um, let's talk about uh, chapter 22. We're on part six. Uh, did, did y'all have anything y'all wanted to plug? Anything like that? Uh, y'all... I- Y'all on chapter 26. I'm still on chapter 12. Hey, I'm going to try to keep up, though. <laughs> we're done with the book, bro. We're done with the book next week, man. No, uh, we're done now. No, chapter 6 is part 7. Nah, bro. You, you, I think you you slipped up because we done. It's No, you finished the book. <laughs> We was no, we part, done, bro. No, we, it's we, part 6. How are we bro, done? We talk, we're talking about the, the Middle Eastern shit right now. That's the end of the book. There's a part seven, Black. No, that's nothing else, bro. My book said, thanks for reading. It's the end. Acknowledgements, yeah. Yeah. Part seven. So, wait, hold on. Let me pull this up, because Black be lying. He just be Bro, we are done, bro. Like, <laughs> Remember, I was behind the last couple weeks, so I know we done. Oh, it's done, a part man. seven. Part seven starts with chapter seven. 25. Yeah. Chapter 25. Black- yeah, we are. We already did. Yeah, that's the Middle East. Yeah, that's the Middle East. Yeah, but we on part six. We just got done with 25, 26, 27, and and no, I think black, we... you finished all that stuff last week because bro, we was talking... this was the last week, bro. Black, I'm te- and black, you literally. What did we talk about last week? We talked about the basketball all last week, but that was because yeah. part four and part five were boring as shit. Then we went to part six, which is today. So you were doing that, bro. I'm telling you. I go once we start talking, you're like, damn, we did. We we are done. Bro, why would I write notes? Like I always write notes. I don't know why you wrote those weak ass notes. Those <laughs> shit, right, black, black, <laughs> black just black ass just be like black get behind one week and then he'll just finish the book. You'll see black on on, on his audible at work just reading the book the whole goddamn time. And he'll finish the book and be like, All right, I'm done. So what y'all waiting on? Yeah, we are done, bro. Black, we gonna come back for one more week. Hold on, I'm about to, I'm about to go over these chapters right now. <laughs> Part one, one, two, three, four. <laughs> Part six, uh, to start off was uh, basically talking about the a lot was going on in here. It's sort of like the bailouts, uh, the bomber on uh, the United Airlines bomber, uh, the 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 sort of the notion of the failing vote. His second year was starting. The EU not helping out Greece uh, and workplace dynamic and the media's view. There was a lot of things where he kind of, uh, part four and part five was boring as shit. Like we literally yeah. was just talking about MJ versus Kobe in part, yeah. uh, in part five. But for this Re- one. Rem- remember fucking, um, we, did two, we did two parts in January. Bro, I'm just going based off of the schedule. Like I'm saying, so I'm saying, if we if we did two then and just and then five in February, that's seven. 
black. I'm not arguing with your math. I'm just saying you done with the book. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're done with the book and you don't want to read. You don't want to yeah, deal with this. Yeah, no we more. are. That's we are done, is. bro. Next week we are not going over this book no more. <laughs> <laughs> Remember bro, how? Bro, in summary. And summary, man. Oh God! To recap, the book, the book was definitely okay. It was good. All right, look. <laughs> hey, just Rob, you were here. Rob, you were here when he wanted to do this book, and I was like, bro, I ain't feeling it. I'm not. And now look how we changed roles. Now let's get to the. Heart I love of the, the book, subject. bro. Now you book. Let's go. You just love what he said. Fucking Aquaman. That's all you love. Yeah. That was it. Nah, I, I told you this Middle Eastern shit. That I don't, man. I don't know where you niggas at, but we need to. Go. Cause man, we are done. Bro, say it, wrap it up. Bro, say it, wrap it up. I'll just watch the episode too. Though they they should pay help. <laughs> Yo, like I don't know. Hey, I'm about know. to watch Dave Chappelle now. <laughs> Black, Black does not want no parts of this book no more. And that's crazy. all right. So a little bit about this. This is like going back into it because what I found like really boring about part four and part five was that it was a sort of redundant period that all of us were sort of around for. We got to see that in real time. Yeah. So it's boring. But like what I expected from this book is for him to tell us the integral parts that we didn't see, that we didn't know that was sort of like kept secret to us. So one, him talking about the Nigerian bomber uh, and how that worked out, it kind of broke it up and then came back to that at the end of the chapter, which was kind of like surreal to me because I thought we were done talking about that. But for chapter 22, um, the thing that I want to talk about is sort of like this over-reliance that people had on America to solve all the problems. Greece's uh, GDP is no bigger bigger than Maryland. But you, Greece is surrounded by a bunch of EU countries. Yeah, and for some strange reason, nobody in the union wanted to step up to take this task on to help Greece make it. Even though Greece has a big import-export value. Like, they spend hella money. And I was just finding, it's just always strange to me when America isn't the one to do it, no one else in the world is going to do it. What what does that say about us and, like, our impact on the world? Because they like to fuss and complain that we have our hands in too much shit, but in reality... We do. But we know we, we, take our, we, yeah, we, we the hell. We're the garbage man of the world. So, like, but if you don't have a garbage man, then the, the streets are filthy. So what's the, what's the, what's the double edge here? But when you're the garbage man on the west side, it's still filthy. So, <laughs> why are you like this though? The rest of the the rest of the world is definitely damn near the west side. <laughs> why are you like this, man? Like you going through a landfill, moving trash to one side. Rob, hey, I didn't catch it at first. And then it hit all like, <laughs> bro, buddy, it's here. Rob, give us some context to this quote, please. I, Black said it. No, I'm saying we, just, we're a necessary evil. Yeah. And in every sense of the word, it's like sometimes I don't agree with everything America does, but if America doesn't do anything, nobody's going to do anything. Yeah. They gonna let that just roll, but mm-hmm. then they get like, and they then they have an issue with when every time I fucking do something, but they always they always come to us like, nah, man, look, we got homeless people here too. Then let's talk. A, this also, this also led to a little bit of a falling out for two reasons. 
because they had someone leaking information. This was the first time in his uh, in his house that he was having leaks because once again, Obama tried to bridge the gap of making it okay for Republicans to serve under a Democrat, but those Democrats, those war hawks, they didn't really see a reason to be honest to him. They had the military army and those army general people had their own line of thinking. They have to follow fall in line, but the military definitely doesn't adhere to everything that uh, comes from the political side of the world. So when information about getting troops out of the Middle East started to swell up in the news, bless you, a general would come out of nowhere and be like, well, actually, we we need more support in this area and us taking people out would leave a vacuum for terror. And Obama didn't like that clash of conflicts and what he found was he was lashing out more at his media personnel his media group of people versus him actually going to the source of the problem which was the generals and the corporate which led to a very hostile dynamic um and for the first time he sat down to actually acknowledge the women uh who felt like they didn't have a say so in these conversations where he had a two-hour meeting with them to talk about stuff that like was going on that he didn't like so in that, and especially what's going on with today's world, uh, where a lot of women now are taking seat to that, do you feel like this was a necessary move by Obama? Like, do have we since since this administration has gone by, women have had a definitely more prominent uh, face in the political sphere? Uh, looking at the House, uh, that's the biggest women represent representation in in years. Uh, how do you feel about women feeling comfortable in the workplace, Black? As far as what harassment and stuff, bro. I mean, harassment is not is wrong outright. We all know that. But like, as far yeah. as making an environment for them, like some women might not feel comfortable speaking up because X Y Z. Is there anything that we can do as men who are allies to women to help make sure that that's an okay? Like when Obama told them to be more assertive. Yeah, I mean that's about that's about it, bro. Like you gotta. I don't know what the fuck I can do about you not being confident in yourself about what you're speaking, bro. That even like for me, bro. If you if you're not gonna if you're not gonna step forward with what what you feel in a job like that, don't take the fucking job. I'm not. I, why I got to call to you at this point? No, valid point. Valid point. Uh, Rob, you want to throw some salt on that? No, bro. Bro, hit it on the head. It's like. Um... It's like you can't you can't take up for, you can't take up for someone who don't take up for themselves, yeah. and it's like, for the most part, a lot of the day to day for a lot of these jobs are known. So it's like if you go into something knowing what to expect and you keep quiet, that's like for a woman, like for a woman to go into the political field is is you gotta already know. You about to be around these ninety year old white men who who mm-hmm. already don't respect women, so you know this is your best time to speak up. Because you can, because you most of the time they smarter than them. Shut them the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Fact. And he even makes a reference how one of the women would make a point in the beginning, everyone would ignore it, and then, uh, like halfway through the meeting, one of the older dude, white dudes would say it and. They'll be like, "Oh, that's a great idea," and all the women would just be like, "Okay." <laughs> but, but like this, this real life just happened to me. Like last week, uh, one of my colleagues uh, in the workplace, 
wanted to have a, a meeting with HR and me and, and my manager and her to talk about how she doesn't feel comfortable talking to me. To which I was just like, to your point, I was like, so what can I do to help you feel more comfortable? She's like, well, I don't, it's not that I'm scared of you, which, which that is what it is, but you don't want to say that because I'm a big black guy and you're a small little white woman. So I'm not going to, like, you don't want to make it that picture because it's, me too doesn't work against uh, racial racial inequality, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is always going to be above me too. So like, that wasn't going to be the battle you were going to win in that one. And then it's not that you, it's not like an inadequate thing, but her thing was she would ask a question and I would answer it. She would ask me a yes or no question. And I would say yes or no. And she felt like that wasn't enough information to which I then told her. And this was the grand resolve of this one hour meeting, which was in the event where you ask your yes or no question, and you want more, ex, uh, more of an explanation, just ask why. And that was the one hour meeting. Now, in my mind, I knew this was a complete waste of time and utterly the, the worst use of my time. But if that's what it took for her to gain that level of confidence, I guess it had to be taken. It could have been an email, could have been something else. But like your lack I want of you to lay down. <laughs> this lack of communication is is also something that needs to be fixed. When women don't know how to communicate. Uh, their feelings or express themselves is not the fault of the person they're talking to. That has to be a barrier be broken. I feel like Obama went kind of soft on this to give them the open mic, but he told them the truth. Be assertive. In the workplace where people's lives, especially I work in a hospital, where people's lives are at risk, let's be assertive. Let's uh, push ourselves to the limit and uh, make sure that we're doing the most for our patients. Because if you're telling me you're doing it for your patient, no one can, no one can knock you. No one can knock you. Feel me? So... I like that part of it. The thing that I found funny about this chapter is the basketball talk and just about the hate, the the bullshit that families go through, man. So for all y'all that don't know, uh, one of his dogs, I think it was Sasha, picked up basketball, and oh you know, yeah, 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 it's eight it's eight year old basketball. It's it's gutter trash. They're traveling. They're double dribbling. Nothing serious is going on. Heck, uh, I think he talks about how half the team didn't have their shoes tied. So after watching one game, you know, he just wanted to practice with it. Now, the truth is he just wanted more time with Sasha. He just And this was an excuse for him to do it. It looks like community outreach, but he gets to spend more time. And it's not like they did anything other. They just practiced passing, dribbling, and just tying your shoes before going on the court. That was the extent of the practice. But families started to feel like this was an advantage for the kids, not because they were actually winning games because they had organization, but because they said, well, they can put this on a resume that they were coached by the president as eight-year-olds for a future job. And the first family gets a lot of bullshit but this shouldn't be part of it. Do you think this was a necessary evil? Do you think that this had some bias? Or do you think parents take their kids way too serious? Because every kid's not going to become a CEO. Some kids going to be janitors, and you got to be okay that's, with that. That's why Obama told the I mean, y'all can take y'all kids and practice with them too. <laughs> but it's not the same, because they don't immediately value their own teaching. They think that, and that's a sign that you don't think you're a good parent when you don't value your own teaching. You're looking at someone else teaching their kids something you could easily teach your kids. 
but you find that more difficult. Like if you're playing on this team, you're not some smuck off the street. You got to have money. Like you got to be the owner or, or business proprietor or CFO of some company because you're within proximity of the president's kids. So like, you're not a slouch. You could put your own name on your own kid's resume, but for some reason you find it strange or vice versa. Your team beat the president's team. You could put that on the goddamn resume. Rob, do you feel like, uh, families in this dynamic have have it all messed up like what would be your approach to this if obviously it's ridiculous but what do you think i find it kind of hypocritical that on one hand you can say oh the president is giving the team an unfair advantage but in the same token your child can go to a really good school not based on the grades or the merit but because they're a legacy mm. right but you ain't gonna talk about that. You're gonna keep quiet about that. But wait, oh, he's giving them. They could put this on a resume. It's like, no, no. You can set your child up for success just because they're your child. Mm-hmm. But you ain't gonna talk about that. Hey, man, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I did not even think about that. And then the last part before we go to uh, the the uh, 23. So you know we can hurry the fuck up for black so seven. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just the media's turn on Obama, how they started portraying him. When Obama was first elected into office in the beginning of the year, they showed him constantly smiling, constantly upbeat, constantly moving. Even with the little peppermint walk, he started showing him saluting uh, military personnel and stuff like that, hanging out with kids. And even though Obama had done more of that towards the second half of his term, they always found a way to catch him in between smiles. They actively put it out there. In fact, he did a comparison where he should, like uh, they talked about him within split second of him like making a, a silly face at a, a child. It but it looked like he was frowning for for a frame. They used that frame instead of the frame where he was smiling and the kid was smiling. That came right after it. Like he said, anytime he was sitting down, now they always called him slouching, and it seemed like if if he was on one of his mystery walks to go smoke. They were there, like, instead of like, yo, where's the six feet? No pressure, guys. I thought we would agree that this was cool. So he talks about how the media turns, and it wasn't just Fox News. It was more CNBC and MSNBC. And I thought that was really interesting to talk about because he felt fine, but because of how people watch the news, everyone thought he was sick. Like, people would call and check up on him, like, is everything good? And like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? Well, yeah, this they're talking about you on the news, and you're just frowning and it's just like this was a, a child's event so it's like I don't know why they used that frame but that was just something that came up to mind like how they choose to take pictures of us like a picture is is pictures worth a thousand words but what is a video then like what is what does it mean uh, what is a frame a second frame like like you take things like this to heart when you see things like this on the news about people like how much do you how much faith do you put in that I don't watch the news like at all, bro. So I don't give a fuck. You already know they're going to portray what they want to portray. Like, it ain't no good happening when it's somebody. Like, that's all I was just saying about the news, bro, in Chicago. They're like, man, they act like there's nothing good around this bitch happen. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Uh, so then, w- when it comes to the, to the, the test 
for a person? How do you gauge someone that you see on the news? Like, what do you have to do more background research, Rob? Like, do you have to look deeper into their story or cause, or do you just not take it at all? I don't like black. I don't watch the news either because with the news, they control the narrative. They want you, and this is my opinion. They want you to have this depressed mindset of mentality, and it's like, nah, I ain't got time for that. Um, I'm going to, to say it all the time. Exactly. I'm going to read articles. I'm going to yeah. use social media. I'm not, going not to use the, title, the internet. We're going to read yeah, the whole thing. exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, dang, dang, so that $1,400 getting deposited to Bob. No, it's not, man. Read that yeah. article. It's at the Senate right now. Yeah. I had a debate with my boy that was in the service with white boy. He, and because he thought that, um, the, the um, January 6th, you know, insurrection wasn't an attack. He like, he like, like, he was acting like it was a protest. I'm like, nigga, they was claiming to kill people, bro. He was like, nah, it was Antifa there and all type of shit. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? But they put forth all type of evidence that outright just made it in. And then, like, the next day, he was like, you know what? I looked and, and paid more attention to everything, and you were completely right about that and shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, bro, because he was going off what the news was telling him, basically Fox News. And I'm like, they weren't even paying attention, bro. Like, Fox News, like, turned, they they started, they, like, instead of showing the, the thing live, when the evidence came out, bro, they, they started talking about some other shit, bro. Like, yeah. I think they were talking about Biden's son or some yeah, shit. Yeah, they started talking about Biden's laptop. Like, whatever happened to yeah. Biden's laptop? They brought Fox, the, they the, brought worst, the, the Yeah, the doing, doing, the, doing, doing the evidence, like, yeah, doing the showing of the evidence, they changed what they were showing. Like, it was like, what? They wild as hell. Fox, like Fox, is the absolute worst. And now they got OAN and Newsmax, and it's just like, hoy vey. But um, let's let's move to because well, they, the they try to say they're not a news outlet though. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they've been sued. So, so they so they so came they out can and do said, bullshit. Yeah. So they could do bullshit like this. But uh, chapter twenty three, we get into the BP oil spill, and the 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 quote of the fucking book when Obama was asked what is he going to do about this oil spill, he said. What do you fucking want me to do? I'm not Aquaman. And that shit just made me laugh. And I don't know if it's the way he said it. I don't know if it's because I was listening at two-point speed, so it came out like real gangster. Like, yeah. what the fuck you want? I'm not fucking Aquaman. <laughs> it just made yeah, so me you laugh. Want, say, when you put on my Aquaman uh, outfit and swim down and close it up myself. But he talks a lot in this chapter about how the deregulation of the oil companies and the fact that the oil, and I, I like that he brings this up, but he never talks about the one thing that that should be talked about, which is the deregulation of lobbyists in our in the our politics. These companies should not be able to donate to our campaigns. He never says that because he knows his pharmaceutical, his news company, and all his books come from those type of companies. So he he targets the the oil companies, but it still doesn't defend the fact that Raytheon. And all these war companies are supporting him. So it's a double-edged sword there. Um, the BP oil spill, what do you remember about that, uh, Rob? What do you remember of the BP oil spill? I just I just remember a headline talking about how much it was going to cost to fix it. And I think the gas ended up going up oh, around yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah. If, if something like that happened, gas is going to go up just because that they, the amount that they lose. That's why gas went down a lot because they had too much of it, and that shit was like a dollar a barrel for a while. I think they were paying they were paying motherfuckers to take it, 
Mm-hmm. They'll pay you seven, seven, seven dollars to take it versus you buying. Yeah, doing doing a doing a pandemic at the beginning when everybody really stopped. They were paying motherfuckers to to take that shit. Um, another thing that uh, comes to it, then black tell us so like, um, did you like from, from there was a there was a coalition to speak on like how this was going to be handled because the BP as a company had to take care of it, but because yeah. the company knew it was going to cost them, they they drugged their feet, they lied, and it wasn't until the Army Corps of Engineers uh, got involved that the truth started to come out. So well, that's because Obama, when a guy one of his homies, he was like, "All right, fuck it, let me get this dude. He's some some motherfucking chemist." Yeah. So, like, how yeah, did he you feel about his response? Like, do you think that was a fair response from who? BP or Obama? Uh, from Obama, because we we know BP was go- was going to drag their feet because they have to spend money, so they're not going to yeah. do it. What well, they, they they eventually came to terms with with, with what Buddy has had to say though, because they, no, they, they, they didn't have a choice. I mean, like they I mean, say, they what, always for- got a choice to just not do shit, bro. They are like fucking people will forget people will forgive them so fast because they got a car. Mm. So they don't give a fuck how many people you kill because um, if, if if they ever just close and shut down, and then I'm like, All right, fuck it, I gotta get to work anyway. They, people don't give a flying fuck about nothing, bro, unless the news tell them to care. Once they once the news show up and say care about this shit, they don't care. If they never put that shit on the news. They wouldn't give a flying fuck about what happened in Puerto Rico, storms and nothing, like none of that shit, bro. They wouldn't give a fuck about Katrina. They barely, they don't even, they ain't even give a fuck about Katrina in real life. Yeah, but let these, you see these white, these white motherfuckers' power go out in Texas. It's a whole yeah. pandemic, boy. They, they, they are gonna fool. So then, but I mean, you can't say that the news is completely irrelevant because without the news, we don't find out about people like Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, these things. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, that is like, you're going to, now you're going to find out about that from black people. Oh, yeah. That shit going to come up. Bad. You see how like, they just choked that little 13 year old. Mm-hmm. You're going to find out about that because we got social media and that shit. It, but like I like like I said in Texas, boy, that power went out. They act like this shit is, is crazy. They they tried to blame AOC for that shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it is like the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal is causing. We like, bro, it ain't even happening, bro. It's not even happening. I like. I, okay, so I do. I do fuck with the Daily Show and um and my fucking um Roland Martin. So they had an interview where they were talking to the um this 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 this. I think it was on Fox, but they was talking to this um, electric company guy, and it was like, "Yeah, so was it, it you know, like since all the windmills, you know, that's the reason they're freezing up?" He's like, "Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, these areas don't got shit to do with the windmills." <laughs> <laughs> they tried to cut that shit out because they were trying to blame the windmills. Like it's less than twelve percent of the power that went out due to the windmills. Yeah, it's it's crazy because I was just about to say in Iowa they got. If you drive through, when you drive through Iowa, you see none but wind farms. But we know Iowa get way more snow than Texas. And I'm like, why come those those, those windmills? Them windmills was going full speed when the snow was coming down. They they have single issue. And you'll see one of them stop. And you'll see one of them motherfuckers climb up there and put this orange shit all over it. And then he'll climb back down and turn that bitch off and he'll start going again. Like I was just like, damn. Antarctica got that shit. I don't know why it's, why it's fucking up here. But, uh, you know, they're, they're they, they don't want to adapt that shit because they save more money doing it the way they did it. Like, like, like they did it. So 
And then they they charge motherfuckers nine thousand for their electricity, bro. Yo, bro, and it's just coming out their accounts, bro. And, and that's like what people get for trying to be cheap all the time. They don't be reading shit. So you got some shit based your your electric bill based off stock. Mm-hmm. What type of shit is that? And it was all good until until a week ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then let's talk a little bit about um, his trip to India and how he fucking uh, ran into Gandhi's spot. And man, this book just taught me something new. I didn't know Gandhi was assassinated. If you had asked me how Gandhi died, I would have told you he died during one of his seven-day fasting periods. He was assassinated. And one Gandhi racist as fuck, though. He had a lot of issues. Like he had so like women. Like he, yeah. he was like <laughs> he didn't even like black them. people, bro. Fuck him. He didn't like black people. He was racist, bro. I I knew. The only thing I know about Gandhi is that he was against violence and he didn't believe women had the same rights. Like I was like, okay, that's a little problematic. But different times, different eras. Are you gonna knock his whole entire life work because of a, the yeah. way he was born? Yeah cancel his ass <laughs> black said it moving on <laughs> but something that obama did pick up from this trip was that you know he can't keep working out can't keep working with the mindset that other countries will just do what they're supposed to do um if he didn't make these stops these visits he doesn't learn key information say for example that uh the Uyghur people who were being pushed into Pakistan and, uh, and Turkey and all these other places to be radicalized, he would have never learned about that. And then if you fast forward to today, those same Uyghur people are now being held in concentration camps by China. So you learn a lot about like the push, the pressures of this, because in the next chapter, we talk about uh, Gitmo, uh, Guantanamo Bay, and just the headache. Actually, no, we talked about they that. so fucked up out there, bro. It, we, it like it's crazy. So, like, it, it gives us like this foreshadowing and this foresight into what's going to happen. But what ends up ends up happening from these trips is that he realizes that you know, a lot of these countries have information that America could be using to track down terrorist cells and things of that nature, but they don't want to talk to military people, they only want to talk to Obama. And why? Because it puts them on the world stage. Like, hey, we got Obama on our side. So if you mess with us, you're in trouble. And the the, the negative ap- approach of that, like, do you think it's important for us to cooperate on more than just a military level? Like, why don't we have open chains of dialogue? Why does everything have to be like, I am important, see this? Like, do you think that this is a struggle we're still, that, that we need to be going through, uh, Rob? I think sometimes it's just as simple as people feel like if they don't talk, if they didn't talk to Obama, the message would get lost and it gets whoever they talk with it'll stop there. It won't make its way back to Obama. So they're like, look, if I don't talk to Obama specifically, I'm not talking. Yeah, but it's, but you know, they don't have no outlets. Most, most other countries, they cut, especially China, boy, they, they monitor your internet <laughs> activity and everything. You can't even be on Netflix over there and shit like that. <laughs> so it's just like, they're gonna do what they can to, to hide shit. Like, like, man, like he was saying, how they'll they, be fucking spying on them when he was in China. Yeah, yeah. They they talked about how his uh, own boy came back to his room and he was adjusting his papers. And it's like, hey, who are you guys? And they just popped up. 
looked left, looked right, and walked right out the room. The lady yeah. cleaning the room didn't say a word. She was just folding the sheets and everything. Like, they all robots over there. It's crazy. That's but, ridiculous, uh, man. But the way the way that, that they everybody set up to basically, like, I don't even get what, like, what, what, what are your advantages after making so much money you can't spend it? So after you fuck your country over for so long, what are you gonna do with the money at this point? Because you can't spend it now. Like you don't, have, you got too much. Now your country's bleeding dry. People starving because y'all ain't putting what you're supposed to put into the country. Y'all just stealing all their money. And that's think, so many countries around the world like that. And another thing that came from that, India has a caste system. Obama went there and ate with the royal family. Uh, remember that when he was here, he did a bunch of meetings when he was in the EU. He did a bunch of meetings with the, the common folk people, but that was not allowed because once again, Obama wasn't was a, considered to be a platform. And if the common folks of India were seen talking to the same people that the royal people were talking to, then what's the difference? I think Obama should have made a bigger stride to say, no, I'm not going to talk to you unless I get to have a, a general meeting with some some form of the population. But uh, you know, like pretty much everywhere he went, he made sure he got somebody, some activists. But he didn't do that in India. And it's because they were very, it's, a, it's not really a democracy, it's a, it's a royalty. Yeah. So, like, he kind of cut that in the bud. But I feel like, okay, if they're not going to give you that one concession, why meet with them? Like, <laughs> you you, you got to be a man of your principles at that point. Like, are you a man of the people like you say you are? If so, make sure that everywhere you go, that, that reputation follows you and precedes you. So that was one gripe I had about this segment. But um, we could jump to 24 unless there was anything sure. else. Um, oh, uh, the courtroom for, uh, so I don't know about this one. What was y'all's thoughts on this? Um, the Guantanamo Bay people being uh, prosecuted in American courts. There was a big uproar about this, even though, uh, you can't, you can't send them over there and do it. They'll just kill them. Uh, they'll just kill them or they'll lose them. Cause if you think about, uh, Papua New Guinea, there ain't no, government there they it's just a what you're gonna drop them off in the village and they're gonna be like all right bet see you later like how they gonna come get their homes yeah so like how did you feel about the whole uh giving these people courtroom and there's like there's actually like a netflix or a movie coming out talking about the terrorist the, the terrorist lawyer who was a dude who was actually innocent and just got swept up in the crowd while he was out shopping. A lot, a, a lot of them was a lot of them people that was in that was innocent, bro. They giving up all the information they could right away, and it's like after that, what do you? What can you do? Like, like they be like, they ain't gonna just let him go to become another. You know, just go back to where he came from. Or what the fuck are you gonna do with these people? Y'all just keeping all these people with no, you know, with no, with no date of getting out, no set time or nothing, just keeping them. Wasting money feeding them and all that, and then terrorizing them people for nothing. Well, so the ones that you—that's enough for nothing. But what's what's your what's your um what's your census for fucking no, I, being in your military? Like, cause it, basically they basically prisoners of war. So you got you gonna hold them into the war? Oh, which ain't. You just froze, but I'm assuming you said that you're gonna hold them until the war is over. I didn't freeze. I was done. No, I was just saying. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You gonna hold them until the war is over, or what? Like, like what? What's what's the plan? They ain't got no plan for them people. 
Uh, so were you okay with the plan of relocating the the free, the innocent ones back into our community? Like they wanted to bring some of them to Illinois, a village in Illinois. Uh, like so they're the Amish K- folk. <laughs> what the fuck they was gonna I do? Mean, you know, Toronto, over there they basically Amish. Yeah, they basically Amish yeah. over there because they ain't got no electricity, none of that shit. So like I was in like I don't know how do you so were you be okay with integrating those innocent people into it, black? I mean, like, man, do something with them. Or if you not take them back, shit, I don't know what, like, now what you gonna go with their family too? Mm-hmm. You got a point. Well, then what about you? Because they act uh, like they just taking random people that ain't belong to nobody. They, yeah, they still yeah. have family. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, then, like, okay, so having the, like, do you think it was symbolic because the Obama administration thought it was symbolic to have the people who actually, uh, there was a big, there was actually a like a big hitter that they captured who had something to do with the 9-11 attacks and they were going to prosecute him in the courtroom that was less than a mile away of less than a city block away in New York from the Twin Towers. And they thought that was a symbolic gesture to show that in this country, we can hold a, a courtroom with no bias, but the people... Why, they, why not just kill them? Like, see, y'all wasting money, bro. Like, that's but, what I mean, killed that's me, not, But that's not... If you be in hell forever without a plan of releasing, kill them. It's way cheaper to yeah, just pop his ass. Do you not believe that even a guilty person deserves his day in court? Not for what? That, that court they cause. <laughs> you, you kill all these people, bro. Oh, goodbye. We know that America is responsible. 16% of people on death row are innocent. We know that. But you're talking about the man who has something to do with it. So but, don't I they mean, know that? It's a symbolic <laughs> gesture. You don't want that symbolic gesture for, no, the, for the... bro. I'm okay, bro. What the fuck? I need the emblem on my car for. I know it's a, what type of car it is when I bought it. That's for other people to know. I don't give a fuck if they knew. Yeah, that's Kill what we're saying. We want other and people then- to know. I found, I found the right. I mean, we express. can put we can put the death like they do the death uh, when they kill one of us. They put that shit on camera. We can do that. We can record his ass getting shot up or something. <laughs> but other than that, man, the fuck a court date. That shit costs. I find it costs my money. I find it interesting that they can capture somebody who had something to do with nine eleven, right? But let a police officer get killed. Rarely is that person getting caught alive. Yeah, smoke them. You see, motherfucking um. What's that movie? American Skin? Shit. He he, he was he, the cop like he don't have a gun. He's coming out. His hands are pop. <laughs> Smoke his ass. Why he even? Why they even waste the, the? How much did it cost to fly them over here? Kill him there. Like <laughs> fuck me, bring him all over here, for Bro said, tell Fox, to, tell Fox to film that. Yeah. Put that shit right on YouTube. Well, I mean, uh, for me, it just, I don't know. Maybe that's the virtuous in, in me. That yeah, wants you you want to hug that nigga and see how he feeling. I ain't trying him. to hug his ass. <laughs> Shut up, bro. <laughs> but, but like, we have to, what, if we do what our agents do, then nothing separates us. Like, you feel me? Like, I get that he needs, he deserves the death penalty and all that good stuff, but we can still systematically get to that point. You feel me? Fuck the death penalty. Also, that but for me, Personally, I don't think the government that has that is literally responsible for killing hundreds of slaves has the right to kill anybody. The government doesn't have that right. I don't think so. But that's just me. Um, Let one of the founding members kill them then. That, that lost people at that damn attack. Revenge cycle, man. We got to get past that. 
don't know, right? People be talking like we get past how everybody everybody die that did it. So shit. We got uh, what, what we gonna kill them and their family so nobody grow up to have the hate. You hope that the next generation sees the, the consequences for the actions and become better for it. Like that's what you hope. Like you hope that when you hear the story of Ted Bundy, someone doesn't go out there and say Ted Bundy would have made it if he didn't do this. You hope they say, damn, we hope nobody ever you hope like no one ever falls into that trap of psychopathy. But um this was only a three chapter segment for part six, so twenty-four. This is heading towards the lame duck season because at this point, a lot of shit has happened. They're going to lose the house because of the backlash wave that is everything that happened. You know, they spend a lot of their capital trying to get this done with uh, Obamacare. They uh, get all these other things done that they wanted to get done. And there's just really four more things he wants to accomplish. The dreamers, the don't ask, don't tell uh, clause and Michelle's nutrition thing. And I thought crazy. they didn't know what don't ask, don't tell though. They said most of the military motherfuckers ain't really care about. Them. But they had, they said during this time they had people uh, unlisting because that they didn't feel safe. Well, they were trying to kick people out too. That's crazy. Well, because it's, I mean it's against the rules, so shit. Is it? Until the rules change, if they don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, I mean, if they found out you were gay, they was putting you out. So that's why that's why people was getting um, discharged. Well, trying to get discharged. That's why I do. That's why the military was like, we gonna hold on, we gonna hold them, hold their cases until you fucking pass that 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 bill. Then once they pass, they let them back into the military. Okay. So, but I mean, so like, it's just because it's a rule, like. That's an absurd ass rule, like, bro. You know, um, I think you only can have sex missionary in the military. So if they was to, like, like they could charge you for that. If they was to, like, if that was, if they wanted to find out, like, wow, oh, y'all be fucking up from the back. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> but crazy. they, that, that, but now the shit that they allowing now is killing me though. They 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 allow the women to wear earrings and uniforms. Is that a problem though? Yes, everything everything is a problem, bro. It's about uniformity, bro. If, you, if we over overseas and shit, and everybody got this different look, like okay, the person with the most rank right there got a fucking big ass hoops in his ear. Just kill him from a distance. Now we ain't got to see their name. We know what he what they wear. If everybody look alike, we ain't got to worry about a lot of a lot of bullshit. But they trying to be individuals. That, that's what being a civilian is for. That's what you be an individual in the military. You supposed to, it's uniformity. Look like everybody else around you. So nobody ever know who the main guy is. Hmm. I never That's what killed me about expected. black people having beards. I mean, like, niggas always want to have a, a fucking beard. Like, because, you know, black people shaving can, you know, they can get chits and they grow their beards and shit. But niggas be getting their shit lined up. That's what killed me. Like, your shit lined up. I'll see if, you know, you have a problem, you bump up. But, man, fuck that. It just look like everybody else. What you join the military for? Don't be an individual around me. I, I would have got in trouble if I was still in for a lot of shit. I, 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 don't, I don't know what is that, that world. But, like, for me, it just, hey, I'm a civilian. So I believe in individualism. And, yeah, and like, that's why you're a civilian. Shit. Yeah. You can't have no dreads in the service. See, that's crazy because that's like black hair. So, like, 
if a if you just left the black person's hair alone, it some black people's hair lock up. So you're gonna tell them that they can't be themselves? Like, yeah, weird cut your me. motherfucking hair every week. <laughs> you got to keep a haircut every week. And they and they go out to where you can like bam, you can get different type of haircuts. But long that motherfucker, we got high, we got regulations for haircuts. You can have that little little, little three inch fro if you want, but that shit gonna be faded at the bottom. Right, that bitch looking like Blade. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew a black dude like that one of the older cats that had, kept their little fro, little tiny fro. Like that's funny as hell. Oh, this mother against Steve Harvey shit. But then, as far as the being gay and everything, like, is that a problem? I mean, for the most part, not really. It's the tranny shit that's a problem for me. Uh, okay, I can see. Like, okay, so then, like, what was like? Give an example of that. The cost. So now we gotta change the whole military for y'all, because you got you gotta make sure that like. The whole military is comfortable with it. So, like, if, what if you're, you're not comfortable being in the bathroom with a motherfucker, that, like a girl? So you want to be a trained dude, but you're in the bathroom standing up pissing. They're not comfortable with you being in there. So now you got to create another bathroom. You got to create different training sites for, for boot camp. We got unisex training, but they, they don't sleep together and shower together and stuff like that. So now they got to have a separate shower area for them or how they going to do that? That's the thing that killed me, though. But they just going to let them all do whatever. It's a cost thing for me. Like it's a waste of money. Like the military. That's what I liked about when Obama was in office. They was cutting all type of shit when it came to wasting money, bro. In the military, bro, we was over. We was over there. They was buying all type of crazy shit on the go. Like motherfuckers getting big ass TVs sent over there. We was on um, what's that? I think it was like it was um a PB that we that called DC. It was right before where the Taliban. It was like. Gardaki Dam. So we got DC and then you got that dam. That's where the Taliban headquarters was. But we was on that base. It was like a recon fucking and it was it was some of everything up there, infantry wise. That's what it was for. But we was we had a, a barbecue, a grill day. The motherfuckers ordered all type of like prime ass ribs and steaks and, and motherfucking crab legs and shit. We I mean lobster tail shoes over there eating like sides. I'm like this is the type of shit we waste money on. Everybody's getting all type of crazy ass knives ordered. Just wasting the government's money, bro. Crazy. Inside. And Obama put a cut to that shit, and then and a lot of um, motherfuckers was mad. Like, yeah, they cut. I'm like, man, we ain't need that shit. I like it. I like all the shit I was getting. I ain't gonna lie, but I knew I ain't need that shit. But shit, but since we was getting it, go ahead. Hell yeah, I ain't gonna turn it down at this point. All right, then. Then how about this, uh, Rob? So. What about the dreamers in this act? Because we know how we got all these bills passes because the Senate Republican taxes were going to expire at the end of the year. So this was the consention. Uh, give us these things that we care about and we'll give you your tax, your tax uh, cuts uh, to the Republicans. Because you think about Mitch McConnell, why the hell did Mitch McConnell agree to the dreamers act? If it, like if you look at this racist turtle today and you're like how the fuck did we get this shit back then and he obama gives us the inside is he used the tax cuts so then one thing we can talk about real quick is then the dreamers like what were your feeling on these kids who imagine you've lived in america all your life you never changed and then you go to go get your driver's license and 
they tell you, well, technically you're not a citizen. You're not your undocumented citizen. And you've been doing your life the whole way. Like, do you feel like this was a concession that the people need to make? What is your feeling on our immigration? I feel like after you've been here for a while, at least in my eyes, unless you're on some terroristic type of behavior, yeah. you're a citizen, man. You're a citizen. You got, in order to become a citizen here, you got to be more of an American than any other American. Like, what's that silly ass a bunch of shit they, nobody else knows. Like, you go out and ask a regular American anything, bro. Like, you ever see when Jimmy Kimmel asks the public shit, bro? Walk up and ask somebody, oh, who, who signed the Constitution? Name one person. Boy, no, look, you can walk American, up and look, they go answer. No, on Jimmy Kimmel, the other day, they was asked, they walking up on my showing them a picture of Kamala, asking who was this, and they don't know. Like, they was they was asking who was her husband, and then they, and then like, and they put a picture of her and her husband, like, who is this? Like motherfuckers just ain't no only one motherfucker knew it was a black girl. I'm like, this some silly ass shit. In LA, they don't never know shit, bro. Like Jimmy Kimmel do that shit. Um, I think what's name like um on a daily show they do that shit and they talk to Americans, bro, and they don't never know shit. I ain't gonna lie, I don't know, I don't know the pledge of allegiance or none of that yeah. shit. Like, nah, even gonna this is, that. fuck that. But but, like, but what does it mean to be an American, like other yeah. than? You don't need to know anything. You're 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 American by like by force. Like you but, don't. I'm gotta, saying, but you got the freedom. You got the freedom to not know stuff. That's the you thing. Got the freedom not to know. But so, they gonna try to force you to know that shit. Like, nah, nigga, this America. I don't need to know that. I'm just so trying like, to get a job and work like anybody else. It's a it's a, a sheep world. Ain't nobody really trying to. The, the damn government don't even know all that shit. Oh yeah, you'll see it all the time on uh, during like hearings. You'll see them when they go for their hearings. They be like. So what is the law that says that this? And they'd be like, uh, the lady who's on the Supreme Court now, Amy Cohen Barrett, they asked her what are the three components of the First Amendment. And she didn't know it. As as a, she's about to become the highest judge in the world, in the country, and she doesn't know what the first, the components of the First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and shit, I don't even know that shit. The third one is freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and the freedom of protest, like those are the three, uh, the three pillars of it. Like, and she didn't know it. She froze up on the protest one, and a lot of people were looking like, "Damn, how the fuck she make it? She's a lawyer. You a whole judge." A lot of people they they weren't really looking at it like that because they all they know is freedom of speech. Niggas only know freedom of speech. They don't even know the rest of. It. <laughs> <laughs> Like you, like you couldn't even think of the protest part. They didn't even know that was in there. They just knew they could protest. <laughs> I was always trying to use freedom of speech and, and when they're under contract for something totally different. Like people in the military think they got freedom of speech. Well, you don't have freedom of nothing. You <laughs> signed a contract to do whatever they tell you to do when they you tell are, you to do it. You, you are yeah. property of the government. <laughs> people be signed a whole contract so shit and then thinking they still can talk. No, shut your ass up before you lose your check. <laughs> Black telling how it is. So then the other part here then we have to worry about is um, he, he was able to pass a nutrition bill that was just a bill basically to get kids to be fed better than prisoners. Because in some of these public schools, they was literally snatching kids up out of the lunchroom. Like how embarrassing was that? One. And then two, to know that like a private prison is serving better food and fresh fruit and your kids in high school in the same state aren't getting fed the same amount 
it's just crazy to me. So I was just happy to see that evolution. Ain't making no money off some kids like that. Them kids ain't making us no money. These niggas putting these puzzle houses together in jail. That's why they get. That's why the motherfuckers falling apart in Texas now. All them, them, them little toss together ass cribs they put. Together. <laughs> Texas, I, I, Texas houses are big and beautiful, but. There's a reason why you can put them on a semi truck and move them across the country. Yeah, them, them, them the ones they made in jail, bro. Yeah, like, they're them puzzle houses. They just toss them together with glue and duct tape, <laughs> and they throw some. They throw a little towel <laughs> on that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my boy. Hey, when that shit happened, bro, my boy is there. The, the, the three little pigs that built them shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, hell oh dog. man. Uh, I don't know, but like, so basically for closing in that, it was 48 days they were able to pass 99 laws and uh, they were basically able to get everything that they could possibly get passed before they lost the house in this lame duck period. The, the thing that Obama wasn't expecting was to lose half of his army. He lost Pete, he fought Lars Ross, he lost all his homeboys that were close to him. And I, this was something I didn't know, that like, even though he's the president, his administration could bounce on his ass at any moment. Like, his right-hand man and the people he confided in, because they talk about how, like, you know, after a while, uh, his daughters, they got to the age where they're like, all right, Dad, we don't need you tucking us in no more. We don't need you walking us to school anymore. And, you know, that distance became things. So what did they do on Saturday nights? They played pool with each other. They played cards. And that's when him and Michelle started to bond more. Like, they couldn't wait till after dinner to then go be with each other and hang out and talk or do whatever they want to do. So for him to lose his his playmates and the people who kind of held his campaign together and gave it structure when he wasn't there, you could tell that this really affected Obama. And it just spoke to like how important it is to have right-hand man at your side. So like, uh, just in closing for that, like you speak to like how important it is that you, like whoever that person is in your life that was always there to have your back, uh, can you speak a little bit on that uh, as we close out? Black? Uh, I got a million homies, bro. For the I most mean, part, I can come to, I, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. For the most part, I can come to any one of them for anything. If I was a car rob or Mac or fucking any of my other homies, bro, and, and they got it, they're they going to take their, their hands and shit, so... Is that is is it's important to keep those people those type of people around? If they do it for you because they want to, versus what they can get in return. Rob, I think on a similar on, on a similar note as Black, I think it's real important to have a council around you, especially especially those who have a little bit more experience than you, because they can they can tell you some that you can avoid a mistake or a possible destruction. Or tell you what you thinking is dumb. Mm-hmm. Facts. That's and not be you, afraid I'll, to tell you that. Yeah. Like man, yeah. sit, sit your dumb ass down, man. Yeah. Like we like we was having this. De- I was having a debate with this chick about um, Kevin Samuels because he's blunt with it, and she was like, "Yeah, I don't. I just don't like how he." I'm like why? Like I don't mind that because like when you have somebody that's trying to like spoon feed you shit, you. You you would think it's wrong, like you would think it's okay to do certain shit when they telling you it's not, but they being nice about it. Like they were like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about this business idea, and then your friend that's being too nice about it and not blunt, be like, yeah, maybe that might not work. And then you t- you taking your mind like maybe it will, 
But Kevin Samuels was like, no, nah, that shit is stupid. That shit ain't gonna work. Don't do it. Now you ain't got no 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 thought in your head that maybe it will. No, nah, motherfucker, that's stupid. Don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't give. I'd rather motherfucker just be blunt. I like that. Like, she be like, yeah, but he told that girl like that. He told, and then he gonna ask you to rate yourself. That's what killed me about them getting mad. He asked people to rate themselves one to ten, and and that's they'll be like a five, and then he'd be like, okay then. So you think you deserve? <laughs> <laughs> Like like that dude, that fat dude, he's like he fucking five ten. He made eight hundred a month, and he have he had a little dick. So he like, so wait, <laughs> like you don't make no money. Like fucking, you fat, <laughs> and you can't even give a dick. Like I'm like I could breathe, bro. I'm like he being blunt, but he only saying what you telling him. He not, he not even what, saying like what he told. He told him you make less than ten thousand a year. <laughs> That's sad, you bro. expect you girls eight. to come to you? Yeah, like you didn't expect girls to come to you, man. You can't even give them dick. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right when he told old girl, like, it don't matter what money you make, because a man with money don't give a flying fuck about that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a bonus, that's not a necessity. Yeah. yeah, like if a motherfucker, if a motherfucker already got money, they ain't got no kids, they ain't, and then they ain't dealing with, why would they deal with one with baby daddy trouble with kids, and you a five? Why the fuck they gonna come at you? Most niggas with money, they be dating young, pretty women. And that's just true. That's facts. It's very yeah. rare when motherfuckers come from high school with a girl. Like, ain't that many Steph Curry's and LeBron's? Man. Motherfuckers really ain't. <laughs> you see the difference between the no, Steph Patrick Curry and Patrick Mahomes, too, right? Yeah. Because, fuck, you see, Steph White still won't want attention from everybody else. Man, we did a video on that shit. Everybody I was just talking to my wife about that yesterday. How she, how she turned to the women she criticized a few years ago. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's a whole tweet next to the pictures that she posted. Like, yeah, I, I can't ever be like that coming around naked. Like, <laughs> please. Uh, but I also think nuance is a thing. You can grow up. You can apologize for your past transgressions. No, because, no. It's like, different, bro. But you got, like, it's different because if you don't say anything. Because, like, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person who sits here and talks about like how I pff, how many so, times so, you'll be like smoking crack is stupid 10 years from now like I'm gonna go in here and smoke crack but that's like a, that's a physical detriment like that's a literal detriment to your livelihood but like, no no no, no. Like, you're, you're, complaining, you're complaining you're, you're literally comparing a fucking <laughs> Tesla to a goddamn diesel truck like that's such a high art but like for her to say like yo these women posted these pictures things but then like her complaint is that she doesn't get enough attention so for her to then get that attention and now understand how she gets that attention it makes sense to her now why women would do that the problem yeah the problem is the attention you want is there because you're pregnant every week (laughs) and then she got it like 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 that nigga dope, bro. As far as how he feel about his lady, that nigga dope, bro. He he gonna support her with all dumb shit she want without without complaining about. It. No words. Like now, now, one of these niggas good gonna dude. Yeah, he's a good dude all around. That's what I'm saying. Like now, when you when one of the niggas from your DM hit that, and they uh, they ain't gonna treat you like like fucking up that won't treat you. And then when he gone, you are gonna be missing that. But you have that privileged ass spoon fed life. That's why it's different for I her than better. other than LeBron White. We like I don't even never seen her do nothing, bro. Like like she be in a cut. She like I but I but one, uh, my homeboy says this all the time. P I M P. Participate in my program, man. Like 
women who understand that logic understand what they have. And it's because they've come from somewhere where they didn't have shit. Yeah, like, but she she had. That's her problem. She that's why I'm saying she was spoiled, bro. Growing up just like Steph was spoiled. They two little yellow motherfuckers in a privileged ass life. And now she just wanted to see what the other side was like. She should have experienced being a hoe before they got married. Do you think do you need do you think uh women and men should go through a whole phase before they get married? Oh no, no, not no, not always. Like, like for I me, it's like, a whole phase. If you want yeah, to experience want, life, yeah. So if you right, want to okay. experience that, you experience what, it. But what's too much for a hoe? If I, I have, if I have sex with sixty men, women, is that too much? Man, huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shit, fuck <laughs> you. Hey. Hey. I was like, whoa, hey. okay, hey. cool. Hey, pause, my nigga. Hey, one, like you, like, like you only don't take shit. I mean, if you suck a dick and don't like him, I mean, you suck one again. <laughs> And, but you ain't gay. You're like, it gotta hey. be the fourth time. Cause yeah, second, yeah, see, hey, the first no two, three times, it ain't, no it ain't gay. No disrespect to the people out there that like that shit. Go live your life, man. I've been hit on by gay people uh, all my life, and so it's perfectly fine, bro. Just tell them you're not interested and move on. But like, like yeah, what's like, too much? Yeah, I love you know? a big black man. Yeah, you know, hey, big black men are sexy no matter what you be, into. Be, like, being a being a hoe ain't like for me, bro. I, like I don't do the double standard thing, so whore's a hoe, bro. Like, but if you ain't collecting money from it, you just y'all experiencing life. You ain't being no hoe for me. Like, you just you just experiencing life, bro. If you have a bunch of chicks, but you like, cause sex is, is a big driver in any relationship. It's not the main thing, but it's important. It's important because it like I want I, I really want a woman that already been through that because after y'all together for a while, you accepting this bad head. The moment you mention good hair, they're gonna be like, Where the fuck you know about that from? <laughs> so them high school relationships with them dry ass sex. Cause remember you want making bitches coming freshman year. You didn't even know they ain't even know that about coming. Nah. <laughs> I was on that shit like a jackrabbit. Yeah, yeah. And boom. You in and out. You fucking really eating them nasty ass. What time your mama come home again? Yeah. We got 10 minutes. Oh, first first period sex. Man, yeah, so fucking dick all day stuck to your thigh because you ain't know nothing about the wet rag at that point, man. So fucking they they dealt with that. So they they been they been together all since fucking what's the name? So that 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 a lot of shit you got to deal with. That's why that's why it's good to have that little phase so you learn stuff. Because I want I want I want to. That's what I was talking about the other day Uh, on Facebook. I said if you date a woman that that already been a hoe. So she get the best head, and she a chef, and then she went to school too. Got can't it, beat man. that. Now you got a super hole. You know you got a business, a business hole. Business at man. home for you at <laughs> night. So she y'all cooking together, whatever. Y'all having a fun. Because you know the holes are always one of the guys. Yeah, then you got a friend, a, a business partner, and then a, a prostitute at night. <laughs> You can't beat that. I'm, I'm, I'm actually on board with the thought line of, of black. The school thought of thinking black, good shit, good shit. Yeah, that, that's gonna be the best relationship, bro. Shit, I know. It's um, I don't know, but hey, uh, what else do we want to cover before we exit out of here? Uh, how? Oh, Rob. Uh, Rob, you want to give us an hit update on marriage? Y'all want to hit the acknowledgments? 
I ain't, I ain't read it yet, but Black, if you want to end it right here, right now, go ahead and talk on it. Black, end it. Because we don't got a book. We got that YouTube book you want us to read. Uh, end it right now, no, Black. No, no, that's why I was saying we can do our multiple books this month, bro. Yeah. So we like, so like multiple quick books. Because that's going to be a big book. Because like, I was just, we were just talking about this last night. You know, black people not understand each other relationship wise. That's why when they do get in relationships outside, they they receive it seem a little different because they take it in different. Like for the most part, it be it be the black women. Black men date outside they race. When they do that shit, it, it's more so the insecure ones. That's why they get the fat white girl. You know what I mean? They like they want a slave. Like fucking, it's very rare where you you get like a black man that date a. a Outside is raised with a fucking a strong woman. Mm-hmm. So you got see that, that that's because that's just a man. Like Rob a man. Like fucking he ain't he wasn't he ain't need no weak woman. So it, that's not what he's gonna be attracted to. Like he wrote, you ain't gonna be attracted to no weak woman, because that's what we not attracted to that type of shit. But fucking for them broke niggas that get they go outside their race, they date just for them weak women. Well, not even just the broken ones, like rich, rich black man too, like football players. But most of the time, they don't know no better because they was they, they be better. young as fuck. Yeah. They immature as fuck. Look at Russell so they Wilson. Like, oh, he, had a, yeah. he had a Nebraska wife. But that's Nebraska. what he from. He one of them weird ass niggas though. Yeah. So you like, like you can search shit. Like you ever met a nigga like from Wyoming? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You don't Yo. even know. You're like, damn, this, like you, the most unblack people. Like, yeah, you like yeah. this motherfucker, super unblack. Like, you don't know nothing. Like, he don't know. Like, we, nothing. it was, a, it was a marine, bro. Like from Wyoming, bro. And we used to roast, bro. Boy, his feelings used to be hurt. I just don't. Understand. When he finally got him a piece of black. Yeah, he got. He was like that. He like he had a piece of black black ass, bro. And he fell in love with this hoe. I'm talking about hoe. Fucking other niggas, all type shit, bro. He like, bro, she a ho- bro. Like one of the guys that that hung with us hit that before. Bitching just, just like one of the holes in in, in Jacksonville. I'm like y'all, wild, we wild. Yeah, how you live. And he had a he got up pregnant, and I and then it ended up not even being his baby. Yeah, he went through the whole phase. <laughs> yeah, he bro, went through a whole did. phase. But you know how black women are date a white man. And they wouldn't give them the attitude that they gave a, a black, I mean, a, a black man. So they, they like, they give the white man, they, they get that saver complex when they dating that white man. So they'd be like, they don't give them the attitude that they give a black man. Like, if you came into a black a relationship with the black man, just like you went into that relationship, it'd have been better. Oh, yeah. Because you, you, you know how to act. You, you, yeah. you do what you can, you know you can get away with. And when certain dudes don't let you get away with shit, yeah. then it's a problem. Yeah, but when you like certain like, women, you know, certain women know what they like. Uh, like I don't let no well, no woman call me damn work. I don't care yeah. how comfortable you are with that shit. Like I'm not one of your fuck boys. I'm a man. Yeah. She's like, well, I've dated men too. Well, you ain't dated an African. Yeah, like, that's what they, they, they like. They they don't know like the difference. That's why I be telling like like you been fucking with these niggas. I tell like like I'm black, but I'm saying but I'm a man. It's different between just one you know. The street nigga and a man, bro. We we right. we, we 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 move differently. Yeah. But yeah, that's that, that'd be the thing. Like when we read that book, bro, the first like two chapters gonna make make you understand why they treat black men how they do versus white men. All right, then end this it, book real quick, black, so we can get to that book next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I told you it was the Middle Eastern shit. So if, since we gonna do that next Friday, we we might as well do it because 
it's gonna be okay. one of the, the best parts about the book. These last few um chapters that we did, even though we okay, did so some you want to come back to finish seven? We got no choice, man. We could do that. No, shit no, no, finish day. the book, black. I'm shit about to die. My headphones huh? and my phone. <laughs> All right, then this has been this has been <laughs> this has been the Mail Book Club, Books and Beyond. Um check out that link in the bottom of the description for if you want to support some kids that are trying to do some big things in North. Uh, get them the help and support they need. E24, endurance 24, 24 miles in 24 hours. I'm not running, but I will donate to it. Uh, the link will be in the comment section below. I'll drive it. Yeah, I was just going to put my watch on like a squirrel or something and let that motherfucker run around and that'd be how I win the race. But then I got a thought of, I've kind of thought about how do I catch a squirrel? Yeah. <laughs> you got to go down south. You know, the motherfucker put a leash on the motherfucker. Up up here we got some black squirrels. I was I was kind of shocked to see that. I saw a whole... it's some it's some it's some cold ass squirrels around this country, bro. Yeah, like man. the ground like, squirrels and shit like yeah. that, bro. I saw a whole black ass squirrel. I was like, yeah. hey, bro, come holler at me. You could get some bread off of me, bro. Come on, man. Yeah. And those are the, those are the dominant ones too. They run shit too in the squirrel parks. You know they do. That shit funny though. Like like when you go to like like. Cali and shit was all like desert and shit and you see a squirrel like what I, that was my first thing when I was in the Marine Corps when I first went to boot camp I'm like where the fuck that squirrel is <laughs> man that motherfucker jumped in the ground I'm like that motherfucker went in the ground I'm like oh shit like yeah those are ground squirrels I'm like hell no that's cool as hell Crazy. and you ain't never seen a big like the biggest like go near MCRD the Marine Corps San, um, San Diego recruit depot where, um, where we go to boot camp at the biggest fucking seagulls in the world, bro. Like, what the fuck are they eating, bro? They, they huge. Eat good. Yeah. They eat. Um. They eat great, bro. Yeah. Nah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, guys. Yeah, I appreciate you. I'm gonna go grocery shopping real quick. It's probably the worst. Yeah, I'm about to do it. I'm about to. Yeah, it is Sunday. Yeah, I'm about to put some on the grill. Nah, see, I'll be, I'll be shopping like normal people shop. I just be getting my like stack meats, chicken breast, my broccoli. I'll be out there. My meal prep. Shit. You, so, do you, you grow broccoli? You gonna do that? I don't, weren't we talking about that last week? You gotta see yeah. which one you niggas gonna grow the broccoli. I got, I got to, I, I, well, I need to fertilize the plot in my land. We got snow everywhere. I can't grow that shit here yet. Oh shit! This, you know, this is hot in Chicago. Why? We ain't got no more snow. It's raining and shit. I'll be cutting my grass in two weeks. <laughs> what's going? What's going on with the Chicago shit? <laughs> <laughs>